You're listening to the official podcast of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities with your host, Director Jeff Davis. So hello, everyone. This is Jeff Davis, Director of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, and we're going to talk about the Ohio Family Network. We have some wonderful guests today to do that, and I would love if we can have everyone introduce themselves. And I think we'll start with families first. That's only right, isn't it? And I'm going to go from left to right. And so Asha Fitzhugh, so thankful that you are with us. Share a little bit, if you would. Yes, I am Asha Fitzhugh, and I'm a mother of three children. And my youngest child is my superhero for life. And I am a family leader with OFN, and I am an advocate. I am every piece of, let's say... I'm just every piece of I will do it and make it happen, especially if it helps my family and my children. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that so very much. Carol Combs, thank you. It's nice uh, to see you. It's nice to see you too. So my name is Carol Combs. I live in the city of Hamilton and I'm the family network coordinator for Starfire, which is a nonprofit here in Southwest Ohio that works to build inclusive communities alongside people with disabilities and their families. It's uh, one of my favorite hats that I wear, but I'm also a parent. So I have three kiddos myself, 13, 14, and six. My 13-year-old uh, Grayson was born with a developmental disability, which led me to the path where I get to head up the family network here at Starfire and be a part of the Ohio Family Network and launching our work forward. So thanks for having us today. Carol, that is fantastic. Thank you so very much. And Asha, where did where are you from? I'm in Middletown, Ohio. It is. Okay. Thank you so much. And Corey Ferguson, our very own. Uh, good morning, everybody. Happy to be here. I'm Corey Ferguson. I'm with obviously the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, where I focus on family outreach and education. And it's Really a joy to work with families and to you know help families understand our system and provide them with resources and you know just different things that we have available to support them. You know, in addition to my role here, I'm actually also a parent. I have three kids as well, ages seven, eight, and uh, another one who will be 12 here this winter. And, and my 12-year-old has um spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. So um, you know, I understand this this family perspective very well and how important it is that we support our families within our system. Well, we are so very fortunate at the department to have Corey with us, and three is the magic number today, isn't it? So let's go ahead and see what we can do. So if you don't mind, let's start with Corey, because this is a creation. Really, it is a vision of of you and Steve Beha, you know, and others, and how we try and connect families. Maybe you can start off by sharing a little bit about the vision, then the structure, and I may have some more questions as you move forward. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, being a family member of a person with developmental disabilities can be challenging. There's, you know, a lot of different, you know, things you're dealing with and working with and working through and supports. And, you know, 58% of parents and caregivers, you know, they say spend more than 40 hours a week providing support to their loved one beyond the typical care. Families can easily feel isolated and they really need a pathway for information, for connecting and support. So, our vision with the Ohio Family Network was to connect people with disabilities and their families to local information, um, local resources that are right there in their communities. It was really a structured framework that provides tools and support to help people even grow their leadership as well as social skills. 
So it was a really um, a vision to equip families, empower families, and connect families with one another. Because, you know, from my own personal experience, some of the best help I've gotten is just by meeting other families and talking with them. And you find not knowledge within their experiences, but then you also find that social support that's really, really important as you continue to, to move forward. So within that, uh, the Ohio Family Network, we really kind of focused um, on these local communities and providing people with the resources that were close to them and the other people that were close to them. But we also incorporated some some pillars, I call them, that provided further support. And one of them was um, our work in charting the life course and allowing people and their families to have the opportunity to live, love, work, and play, and, and pursue all of their life aspirations in their community with a particular framework and a way of thinking about how they can build that within their, their families and in their communities. You know, we also um, focused on helping families be the center of connected communities. In that, they you know really focused on increasing their uh, social connectivity and building those meaningful relationships with one another um, and to be known for their gifts and not their disabilities. And then the you know the third pillar of this was was growing family resilience and, and as I'd mentioned you know being a, a family you know myself there's a lot of resilience that you need to have to continue on and and to do the things you need to do so we really provided families with some hands-on guidance for resilience and equipping them with other ways of, of navigating their situation through the network and educating them training them and and again really focusing on that connection with one another. Corey, tell us a little bit about where where we think we are in the journey. I mean, we knew it was. It's a path. It's not it's not a light switch. The connections are continuing. You know what? When we originally started out with the Ohio Family Network, we had really phenomenal plans of all of these place-based opportunities where people are going to be meeting together and talking with one another and you know, having those hallway conversations and, and connecting. And, um, and and then in March of 2020, our plans completely changed with COVID. And we really had to, to shift our perspective and, and shift um, how we were going to accomplish this, you know. And, and really, I think it kind of was a silver lining in the fact that, one, unbeknownst to us, the importance of connecting people with one another was more important than ever with the isolation that became, you know, prevalent with people staying home, people not going to school, people not going and doing the things they were usually doing. But also to that, I think it was also the fact that we had a silver lining and the fact that more people could be engaged um, virtually. You know, I know our networks, we originally started with particular counties. And as this continued to evolve, uh, people from other counties were learning about what we were doing and hearing about what we were doing and, and joining in themselves to get the information, to build the connectivity with one another and just to really thrive in an environment that became much more difficult than any of us had ever anticipated. So we transitioned from that place-based view, you know, into the space-based view and, and, and it became, you know, virtual. And I think it really um, expanded our, our reach with families and helped them probably when they needed it the most. So what are the next natural steps? You know, so we have currently have five um, Ohio members of the Ohio Family Network. You know, currently we're working with the Autism Society of Greater Akron, Down Syndrome Association of Central Ohio, uh, the Family Leadership Network of Starfire, uh, Milestone Autism Resources, and the Center for Disability Empowerment. And we've seen a lot of success in, in what we've done. And we're um, fortunate now that we're looking to expand and add a couple of more family organizations into this, hopefully beginning January of 22. Good. And you mentioned successes, and then we can chat a little bit about 
even more perhaps on what we've learned and and if there are things that we will do different or can do different but let's talk about the successes and how do we you know how do we define them we really look at kind of three basic things i think and we look at it under the framework of charting the life course and that we really want to see people get the information and training we want to see people find that connectivity and that networking with one another and we also want people to be you know be delivered with those those goods and services and when we take it back to the information and training, you know, how the family network provided over 100 webinars to more than 2,200 people, um, giving them information and training on various topics, you know, all around building resilience, goal setting and life planning and community building and connecting and networking. Uh, we provided more than 2,500 people the opportunities to meet and connect with one another via social clubs that were created. Um, all virtually, as well as on social media communities and even helplines that were established as well. And then when we look at the uh, goods and services, uh, we served more than a thousand people with with goods and services through the network um, via um, activity boxes that were done, self-care kits, as well as some financial assistance programs. There was a take a break program that offered families an opportunity to get a gift card and then have a little bit of time that one of our family organizations did. And then we also had organizations that had um, adopt-a-family programs um, around Christmas time, and and that again really cultivated those relationships with with one another and provided people to build communities that offered a lot of support. I want to, you know, get to the ladies, but I do. You mentioned something that it, it interests me, and it it it's a touch of a digression. But can you, do we find that you can train and or teach resilience? So, you know, through our growing family resilience work that we've done with our partners at Soulbird, I think we've really um, offered families new perspectives and new ways of, of working together and collaborating with one another to, you know, get through the trials that they've, you know, encountered or that, they, that they're currently going through. You know, in addition to the Ohio Family Network with the Growing Family Resilience, we also have the Growing Family Resilience course on our, on our website at DODD where folks can um, log in and see these recordings and, and see um, exactly how they can benefit from this approach with growing family resilience and, and looking at, you know, if they talk about trauma and how trauma is stored in the body and how we can work through that trauma. And it's, it's, it's very important. You want to uh, give an update? Oh, we could talk about charting the life course forever, couldn't we? We could take that and make an, another entire podcast, but give a sense of where you think we are and sort of ingraining that among families in a system in some respects as large as ours. Yeah, you know, I've got to say in the you know year and a half, two years that I, I've been here, I'm really impressed with how far Charting the Life course has come and the fact that it's, it's really becoming ingrained um, in a lot of people's, you know, it's a way of thinking, it's a framework, it's a different way of looking at things and, and looking at finding supports from multiple different places instead of, you know, maybe just in one place. And a lot of families are, are looking at that. We have schools now who are going, oh, okay, I've heard about this from my family. Now I'm actually using it with my other students to help them plan how they're going to move forward. Our partners at the Ohio Department of Education are use, utilizing the Charting the Life course framework and some of the work that they've done. And within Ohio, we've grown. We have about 30 um, Charting the Life course ambassadors throughout our state that are working with this um, framework in many, many different ways. Some people are instituting it into the work that they do. Some people are holding presentations and sharing the information with families and providing them with these tools and resources to really 
think differently about how they're planning and supporting their loved one with a developmental disability. And even people themselves, we have phenomenal self-advocates in Ohio who have put together their plans and, and they know what their trajectory is and what they want and what they don't want. And they're learning what they need to do to get there. So it's been a really a phenomenal way of helping people be equipped and even more so empowered with planning the lives that they want to have and, and achieving those plans that they have for themselves. I love that. I appreciate that. Tell me, uh, before, I bet you want to introduce Starfire and Carol's efforts a little bit, but before that, say, okay, five years from now, I mean, you're going to be old by then, but five years from now, uh, you know, what's your, what's your vision? So, you know, I would say my vision for the Ohio Family Network five years from now when I'm old is, uh, <laughs> is you know, we have a, a network of families that are genuinely connected with one another and, and supporting one another and that are, are tied to their local resources throughout the state. And people um, can, you know, call up each other and, and have a conversation or they can network with one another. Oh, you know, I know this family who, who had that. Let me connect you with them and, and they can give you the information or share about their experience. You know, I think it's a, a real opportunity for a change to happen in Ohio in terms of growing the connectivity between families and even the connectivity within our communities. You know, one of the things that I, I failed to mention earlier was that with the Ohio Family Network, we've um, engaged 70 new partners who are now familiar, more familiar with how to serve people with developmental disabilities or including them in their programming and what they're doing. So I think it's it's really a, a wonderful opportunity for Ohio to continue to move forward with the Ohio Family Network and connecting communities, connecting families and, and supporting families where they're at with what they need and probably ways we hadn't considered doing before. Yeah, this is just gonna be a longer podcast, ladies. So. I'm sorry, we haven't even got to the stars yet. But think about the, you know, is this something you see the department sort of continuing to direct or is it just, is it gonna, you, you see it becoming more and more organic as all the different partners just blossoms in, in different ways and. You know, I, I think the department definitely has a role in, in helping people find these connections with one another and these organizations, you know, um, connect with one another. But I do think there's a phenomenal opportunity for it to really become organic. You know, I know some of our partners in the network now are, are working with each other outside of the Ohio Family Network and connecting with one another and brainstorming ideas off of one another and even partnering with one another on, on programming and that sort of thing. One of our Ohio Family Networks was going to do some programming in Spanish and they reached out to another Ohio Family Network and they said, hey, we're going to offer this in Spanish. Would you guys like to partner? So we had families from Central Ohio as well as Northeast Ohio who were coming together for this particular session that was being held in Spanish. And these families were able to connect with one another and get to know one another. So I think this is just kind of the beginning of something that can truly grow organically and continue to connect people throughout the state, but also connect them with the resources and the supports and, and the other families that are right there in their own communities. Well, thank you. Okay, so now we're gonna chat a little bit, I think, uh, hope about sort of the family organization piece of this puzzle. So do you want to give a wonderful little lead into Carol and Starfire? I would, you know, so one of our phenomenal partners within the Ohio Family Network and all of our family organizations are wonderful, but one of the ones who's who's really stood out and done a phenomenal job in connecting families and really building community with families has been um, Starfire and their work. And, and that's been led by Carol, who's um, a phenomenal advocate for families. Um, she's got a real 
special way of connecting people with one another and supporting people. And, you know, I, I can't say enough about the work that's been happening in Southeast Ohio. And, and you know, I'll mention real quick, you know, even with Starfire, I know they've reached out to families in, in Richland County, you know, which is several counties farther north than where they're at. And that's just one of the things that Carol's been able to do with with the way she leads her network. And so without any, you know, further thing to say, she's it's just phenomenal. And I'd like to share, have uh, Carol share. There it is, Carol. Thank you so much for being with us. So do you want to chat about, I mean, this is this is really it. Do you want to chat about your, your sort of vision and, you know, how you've grown or what you, you start and we'll follow along? Well, thank you, Corey, first for that introduction. Director Davis, thanks for having us today. I get really excited about this work and Corey spoke to it. When we thought about launching, we had these grand visions of being in person and gathering on a regular basis and life kind of shook us up a bit. What's exciting for me, what's been super exciting for me in our family network is how the OFN funding, like thanks to the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, we received this funding. So families who we were already organizing around the shared values of inclusion and community and the importance of it. And this propelled our family leaders forward into a space where we could really begin supporting other families that had children with disabilities, individuals with disabilities, and citizens who were looking to grow their connections as well. And from that, it's just exploded. What we're able to do now is support families in discovering that purpose of belonging and kind of go on a treasure hunt of gifts and step out of the label of disability and into community where we're able to not only discover gifts, but share those gifts. And what's resulted in that is we have families all across Ohio waking up their small neighborhoods. They're activating communities simply because they've been empowered and given tools and support and really developing a vision of what a good life looks like for their child with a disability, for their families. And goodness, like when we think about, Corey talked about the pillars and those trainings, those built off of each other. And what's happened is a result of this collaboration is we now have a more formal structure organizationally, like with other organizations to communicate and collaborate. So we're not just touching families here in Southwest Ohio, we're touching families across Ohio. And it's not just our organization, but it's other organizations who are showing up and saying, you know what, inclusion and community are important and we wanna be a part of helping build that. So it's been really exciting to think about how just our small network has been able to ripple out across Ohio and then also receive some of the ripples from the other organizations involved. I think the most exciting, like the most powerful thing I've seen is families stepping into this space. They are really developing a strong, solid vision of what's possible. And they've been able to break out of that list of can'ts, won'ts, and nevers that we often get with a diagnosis of a disability. And they're saying, here we are, and we are, and we have, and we can. And so that's been like really powerful to see is just families and citizens coming together um, in partnership, in community, however they may define that, whether that's physical space or whether it's around interest and passion. Like that's the beauty of community is 
it's not just a physical place. It can be around passions and interest and talent. So yeah, it's the last 18, 20 months. It's been really exciting to see activation across Ohio and to, to play a role in that. That's actually fantastic. And there are so many pieces to in parts of what you just said and components, but if anything, we're a, we are or, or should be a, a human system, right? I mean, it is that this is important to me, certainly. I mean, that sort of affection and empathy and understanding and love that comes with the better characteristics of being human beings. So it sounds like that's sort of entwined in everything you said, that, that this really is a hand-holding sort of experience by intent but am i am i wrong on that we're walking alongside families right alongside with them you know as they begin exploring and discovering it can be super scary as a parent myself who a few years ago stepped into the space of community for the very first time it was scary but i i had some support i had some guidance i had people walking alongside me cheering us on as we stepped into new spaces with my son Grayson and my two girls, right? So this is really about us working alongside families. Families, individuals with disabilities, there are partners in our in this work. And if we are working towards more inclusive communities, it's that partnership between um, organizations and families and individuals and citizens that are really gonna help bring this to life. Uh, here in Ohio, and we hope to see it spread, right? So we're working alongside and people with disabilities and their families, their colleagues, their partners in this work. What do you think families first expect when you first touch them, they reach out or you, you find them? What do you think they first expect? So I don't know about what they first expect. Every family is a little bit different, but I can tell you it can be a scary step reaching out and saying, hey, I want to start thinking about, I want to start thinking about my child's life a little differently. And so we're just meeting families wherever they are, whether they're just now thinking about how we're going to become a regular walking around the block, or if they're, they're the family that's leading movie nights in the park, right? Wherever families are at, we're just coming alongside them and fears are different and first steps are different. And what's great is our family leadership team, we have amazing families like leading the charge on this, right? And so we've all been in that space and to have that one-on-one -on -one mentoring and to know like to see another family that's been able to step into a space bravely really helps others think about it, like it casts vision, right? And hope of what's possible. I love that. So what's sort of what's next? What's next in your vision for Starfire, yourself as well, whatever you wish? So uh, obviously uh, this won't happen in my lifetime uh, and possibly not any of ours, but like my overall world-changing vision is that inclusion is not something that we have to work towards. It's just there and present, right? But when I do think about uh, the work that we're doing here at Starfire and with families, Really, um, my hope is that families know that they have an invitation to step into community. It's never too early. It's never too late. And there are folks out there willing to walk alongside them and help them brainstorm and discover. 
I love Starfire's approach with viewing people with disabilities and families as colleagues. And so I think the more that all of us can take that approach in any aspect of our life, that's definitely going to push us towards that more inclusive world. And then really, I just, I think for families to step into the space with us and know that no matter where they're at on their journey, they have a team of families ready to support them and kind of walk alongside them in whatever that next step is. I appreciate all of that genuinely. Asha, hey, it's good to be with you. So from a family perspective, from a mother, maybe a little bit of you know anything that you wish, obviously, but you know how you first became you know involved and then what it means uh, to you from your perspective and what you're seeing from others. Well, I would definitely say when I got connected, it was by accident. How does that happen? I don't know, but it did. And I ran into Carol and I got connected to Tim and then I got connected to those pieces first. And then I learned about Starfire, which is phenomenal, right? I already made a connection and now I know the foundation of why I have these connections. And because I made that connection, I changed the course of my family's life. And I literally never, ever thought about outside of my home. Inside my home was my joy. I didn't look for joy outside my home because I knew safe was safe, right? And Starfire is like, hey, take that joy outside to your community, So now I have this vision that I want to see my joy in my community. I don't want to see the pain of my community. I want to see the joy in my community. And I'm able to lead that move. And that's what I'm doing. I'm creating the narrative of happiness simply because I wanted my family to be seen not as devalued, but valued. And now we are, we're the family that does movie nights. We're the family that does talk on the street. We're the family that has no boundaries to what we want to do. (laughs) And we're not seen as the family with a disabled child. And that was what it was. I wanted to remove the narrative with the disability being the front runner of our conversations. And Starfire did that for me. Starfire showed me that we had value to our community and we could rearrange what our community looked like. So how can you see those? You can feel it. It's obvious. You can feel that. So how does it, how does that look? I mean, how do people respond differently and, or, you know, what are you seeing? Well, when I, I guess when I approach people with the ideas that I have, normally it's like, why are you doing this? It's always a why. And I have to fill that blank in and I tell them like, hey, because I want to have a happy life and I want my children to have a happy life. So we want you to participate in our great efforts. And that's what's happening. And It looks chaotic to other people, but it looks so clear to us Mm -hmm. because our joy is being displayed almost like a billboard because we're like, hey, 
we like doing this. We love doing this. And we do it. We don't have any type of boundaries that we have because guess what? We're offering this option. And then normally we get a great response and we have people show up in numbers, <laughs> which was shocking for me. And these people stay in our lives because of that very first connection. That very first connection that we created of movie nights has us connected to families throughout the summer asking when's the next movie night? When is the next event? We have changed our narrative. We are basically the authors, the illustrators, the publishers of our own novel, and we now have a chapter dedicated to community. What? Can you figure this out? I can't, but it happened, and I'm glad it did. I do want to. I do want to ask this. So, you've taken on a bigger role, and this is Asha, right? So you've taken on a bigger role. Is it? Is it actually more work than you were doing right now, or is it just sort of more joyful work? Does that make sense? Is that question? It makes plenty of sense. It's actually more joy because I'm able to see as I'm listening and watching families evolve right before my eyes. So to be honest with you, it's almost like watching the birth of a child and you're like, oh my goodness, this is real. And that's what I'm seeing happen with these families. And they're not just stopping. They're continually making connections without any kind of assistance needed because they made that very first step. So I love to be a part of helping families find their joy and to recognize their gifts because a lot of us didn't see gifts. And the thing is, is that as a family, you're just like, oh, this is just what I do. But in comparison to every other family, guess what? That's a gift of yours. You have the gift of navigating the system. You have a gift of making everyone happy around you. And we're able to show that without any type of restrictions. Sorry for I said, be yourself, be your family. Let your community be a part of your family. So basically our family has led the movement in our community. How does that happen? Guess what? It happens because you have people that trust in the family. Trust that the family has the ability to know what is happiness. And guess what? Starfire gave me the opportunity to do it. So I'm basically running around the world doing what I want that is happy with my family. Thank you for sharing. Carol, do you want to jump in there? I'll bet that's right. Of course, I could talk about this stuff all day. Uh, thinking about when Asha stepped into the space of leadership was super exciting. She was one of our first invitations beyond our core leadership. And um, you all hear it and see it today on screen. Asha has passion and she's able to connect with others in, in a very unique way. And her energy is contagious. But I really think it's important to say out loud here Families stepping into the space, they're creating a new identity beyond disability. They're creating connections within their own community. And in the process, they're healing the culture that has made life hard for people with disabilities and their family. Like we are now able to say, we have gifts and we are here to share them. And that's what's happening 
here and across Ohio and even across state lines, people are getting excited. I also just want to say thank you all for the opportunity. Like without the OFN, we would have continued our work, but this has really propelled us into a space where we're reaching more families. We have families showing up to our community design sessions every month, making a commitment towards an action that leads to connecting and networking and building community. So while the pandemic has certainly shifted how we show up, families are still showing up in community. We're seeing art in the parks happen. We're seeing socially distant movie nights happen. We're seeing families drop notes of appreciation on neighbors' doors that they had never met before. We're seeing caroling events and just front yards becoming the space where neighborhoods are activated. And then we're hearing powerful stories. So the fourth Tuesday of every month, we have a storytelling hour. And our storyteller is someone who has been active and building connection and taking the steps towards building community. And man, what a powerful hour that is every month, just to know, because it reminds us we're not alone in this, right? We're all walking through, we're all looking for connection. And as humans, relationships are essential to who we are. So we're just supporting families and not only working to build connections, but really develop a strong vision for what's possible. We're breaking the mold and saying, no, that list of can'ts, won'ts, and nevers isn't going to dominate us, and neither is this label of disability. What's dominating us is the power of connection, the power of community, and what happens when we come to, together with others around us. I appreciate that. It's infectious. Corey, you want to jump in here? Yeah, you know, the only thing that I, I can add to that is I think Asha's um, story perfectly encapsulates exactly what we were after with the Ohio Family Network. We wanted to build confidence and optimism for the future. I think we saw that. We wanted to have people experience connections with other people. We, we've seen that in her story. We wanted to have increased understanding and support for self-advocacy and self-determination, and, and, and we see that. And, you know, and finally, we wanted to have greater access to and, and engagement for people within their local community. And um, I think, you know, Asha's experience and the story she shared just perfectly encapsulates what we were after with the Ohio Family Network and connecting families and supporting families and, and letting families um, gain leadership within their communities to therefore support other families. That's fantastic. Truly, it's nice to see a vision, you know, emerge into, you know, reality. It truly is. So what have we missed? If there are some pieces of the puzzle that I didn't ask about or capture, please, let's do it now. I'll add the way this all came together. It was not only an invitation for individuals and families, but also organizations to start co-creating something really cool. And Corey spoke to that, like we've seen things across Ohio since the activation of OFN that has been co-created and just this beautiful way of families to connect in ways that weren't, that we didn't even know were possible before, right? So it's been really exciting to see just how this formal structure has opened the door for us to be creative 
and co-creative with each other. And I'm excited for the upcoming years and, and what all comes from this. So. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, first and foremost, you know, who you are and what you do, you know, that is so very special and creating your own narratives and changing truly a lot of lip service out there about changing the world, but you are, aren't you? And so we are very grateful for that. You've just listened to another episode of the official podcast of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like and share with others. For more news and information from the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, please visit dodd.ohio.gov. You may also subscribe to our monthly publications and follow DODD on social media and connect with us in our Facebook forums.